Hello, my name is Tyrone Powell, and this is Movie Spotlight. Something very cool has happened. One of my best friends is back in Chi-Town, and me and him have a deep mutual love for cinema. And we also do a little catching up as well. Kelvin, in Yo. the building. Yeah, what's going on, man? Uh, it's, it's good to see you, dude. Good to see you too, bro. Man, we've uh, we've had different tastes in movies, but we also have movies that intersect at the same time. Yeah, yeah, we do. You know, why more of a Scorsese, Spike Lee, you into you know John Woo and uh, the Asian cinema, mm-hmm. but we also, like we said before, Die Hard and Terminator, two of the best American films ever. Yes. Two of the best American, I, I would say two of the best American, like, action, action movies. Right, 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 right. So, man, um, I mean, you was out of town the Cubs won the World Series. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, but it's all good, man. Yeah, man. Um, wow. This uh, MCU dude, who would have thought, I mean, first of all, this is Robert Downey Jr., man. I mean, we... I mean, hey, it's Downey Jr. Who would invest in him? Right. Favreau had to beg them right. to take him on. You know what? And it, and it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, Robert Downey Jr. is, you know, to quote Sean Penn, one of our, one of our <laughs> finest actors. But You're better than Jude Law. <laughs> but I think at that particular time, you know, a lot of people – don't really remember because they see Robert Downey Jr. now as Iron Man, but for for people our age, we remember Robert Downey Jr. for a a great deal of movies. And on top of that, we do remember basically like the rough patches. Exactly. The in and out of jails, the in and out of rehabs for drug problems. So, you know, so, so we knew how good Robert Downey Jr. was. But to the studios, and, and to this point, like, I would read stories about Richard Pryor. Right. And some of the studios, although they thought that Richard Pryor was a great performer and a great actor and a great comedian and a great writer, mm-hmm. it was like, are you going to vouch for this guy? Because he shows up late, and when he shows up, he's high, you know, and all this other stuff. So I, I think with Robert Downey Jr., they were basically doing the same thing. Exactly. And but he had started to come back because he was uh Fincher he had him in uh, Zodiac and he was some other projects as well. So Favreau really <laughs> put his own reputation on the line too. Yeah. And what the result was I think was the pretty very not pretty, but very entertaining movie. Right. Because here's the thing. Um, pe- people, people don't realize that there were comic book movies before Iron Man even right. came into the picture. Iron Man was just the, the launching pad for what we call the MCU right now. Right. Um, but before then, of course, we had, we had, uh, I believe we had Batman Begins, and like the Dark Knight was about to come out around that time. The same year as Iron Man, was right? Here. 
and 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 then we had like some X Men movies, and we had the Sam Raimi Spider Man movies. Yeah. So so there was comic book movies out. I think what the the main ingredient for uh, MCU's um, uh, catalog was this studio has Spider-Man and, and, and Spider-Man's rogues, and another studio had the Hulk, and another studio had Fantastic Four, and it was all these studios that had basically their top-selling acts. Right. And so... Marvel just said, we got to, like, we got to put our B-team basically together. And that's the thing, man. It's like, not a lot of people knew who Iron Man was. I mean, you, they probably had an idea, maybe, but Thor, Black Widow, and, and, uh, you know what I mean? Because I'm going to tell you the truth. Like, I heard of Iron Man when I was a kid, but... I didn't hear about it enough to say, like, I didn't really realize it was a comic book, right? Right. How I really heard about Iron Man was basically Ghostface Killer's album. Right. And then the whole alias, he was Tony Stark. And then I was like, what is that? And then then I found out that, oh, there's a comic book. And Method Man was Ghost Rider. Yeah, Method Man was Ghost Rider, alias Johnny Blaze. That's how I found out about um, um, Iron Man. And then to kind of like like put everything together in this weird cohesiveness uh, thing, I remember there was a rumor or maybe there was actually a scene that John Favreau said that he shot for the first Iron Man where Tony Stark, played by Robert Downey Jr., actually walks into some place or does something, and he runs into Ghostface Killer. Right. But that scene got cut out, or the scene just didn't, they didn't film the scene, but the scene where, in the first Iron Man, where um, Tony and Rhodey, Tony and Rhodey are on the plane, and yeah. the stewardesses are dancing and stuff, oh, yeah. you clearly hear a Ghostface killer song playing right. in the background. That's awesome, man. I uh, I remember I was like shaking my head like in the movie. I was like, I got it. <laughs> and fast forward a little bit, you had what I think is the Batman Begins of the MCU is the Winter Soldier. And I say that because it's like, hell, man, this month is rough and gritty, dude. Yeah. And I'm like... You know what? Like I, I, I kind of looked at it like this. I think, like in my opinion, I felt like, like Captain America: First Avenger was the Batman Begins. And, oh yeah, yeah, And then yeah, yeah, the Winter yeah. Soldier was the Dark Knight. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I figure. Um, That's kind of how I, I, I put it. I can see that. I just said like. Yeah, it was like when I felt like it was because it was. All gritty it was, you know. But, you know, that's why I was saying we got two different opinions, and that's what that's cool. Now, Avengers 2, I felt, honestly, I, I, I didn't like it after the, the first time I saw it. I thought it was 
they because they had promised more darkness and something a little bit more because in the trailer it was what Wanda Black uh I mean see I knew I was gonna do that. <laughs> Scarlet Witch mm-hmm. had did to him and it was a vision he had. It was that's why you gotta see the movie. You just can't go by the trailers. So I guess in after I watched it a couple of more times I said, well, they just showed Tony's vision that Wanda gave him in the trailer, so that's what had, and then they were playing that song about, um, it was a dark song about Virgin of um, No Strings on Me from Peter Pan, mm-hmm. and that's the whole Ultron thing, but. Yeah, um, I thought as far as, like, if you look at the totality, totality of the Avengers movies, just as far as the Avengers films alone, I felt like Age of Ultron is kind of like the black sheep. Because mm-hmm. everybody remembers and still loves the first Avengers movie. Mm-hmm. Age of Ultron came along and I think it was like, it, it still made money, but to some people it was like a disappointment. Um, and then you got, you know, of course we ended up getting... Uh, um, Infinity War. Oh man! And and then we ended up getting Endgame, and and so when you look at the totality of those movies, of course, it's like yeah, uh, Age of Ultron is kind of like okay in that list, but I still like I enjoyed Age of Ultron when I first saw it. Cool. Um, I enjoyed it when I first saw it. I still enjoy it. Um, probably, uh, now if, if one day I'm at the house and like, I see Age of Ultron on, but then on another channel, they're showing Infinity War, more than likely I'm going to Infinity War. (laughs) Bye-bye, Ultron. (laughs) That's with Elizabeth Olsen. Right. (laughs) Um, hey, we finally got the king, you know? Yeah, man. The king of Wakanda. Yeah, man. It's it's funny how it started to, like... like we didn't think they was going to do it for a while. We was like, no, nope. okay, Marvel, what is... Spike Lee <laughs> wanted to do it. Um, and uh, I think they were game for it. And then it was just like... Um, he wanted to shoot it in Africa, and they didn't want to do it. So he... Ava DuVernay was signed on, then she dropped off. Mm-hmm. But she's but she was the one who said y'all should y'all should give Ryan Coogler a call. Maybe maybe he'll uh right. maybe he'll do it. And he did it, you know, and like when Black Panther was like like it was excitement for Black Panther, but I think it took that that first like teaser trailer for the whole excitement to just like, because mm-hmm. now it's like not only, you know, because it was like Civil War comes out, Black Panther's in it, we're excited to see Black Panther. Then you find out there's a Black Panther movie and you're still excited. And then it's just like, then you hear about the cast. Right. And then all of a sudden you see that trailer, the first trailer that they showed at Comic Con. You see that, and it's just like, wow! Like, 
we're we're actually saying Wakanda on the big screen. All this talk about Wakanda, all this talk about what Wakanda looks like, how it's futuristic or or Afrofuturistic, uh techno technologically advanced and all this other stuff and now we're actually seeing it and then i don't know what happened but then it was just like everybody like every race and every country just started falling in line with like you know i I remember like i'll tell you what they know that we get one all black cast in a movie like that, then they'll get theirs too. Mm-hmm. You embrace it, it makes money, then they'll be like, hey, we got stories to tell. Mm-hmm. Our turn. <laughs> right. And, and and you know what? And, and that's exactly right. And it reminds me of this story that my friend told me, my friend D-Nick told me, and I'm paraphrasing, but he was talking about, like he was teaching this class about uh, civil rights and stuff like that. And he told me, like I said, I'm not going to say this word for word. I'm just paraphrasing. Okay. That he said that an Asian lady tapped him on the shoulder and said, I'm glad that you taught this because she was like, honestly, she said, the reason why like, my culture doesn't fight for, for rights like this is because they see us fighting for it mm-hmm. as black people and say, they're fighting for it, so once they get it, we know it's gonna. It's a trickle effect, basically. That once they fight for it and they get it, it's gonna automatically come to us too. Crazy rich Asians, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. right? Like you know what I'm saying? Like I, I never heard of Crazy Rich Asians. I didn't know the book even existed. Right. But like right after right? Black Panther came out, Crazy Rich Asians comes out. <laughs> No it's it's there's a and I'm not saying it's bad and I'm not saying that it's a bad thing and I'm not saying what what my friend told me that the Asian lady said to him mm-hmm. is necessarily a bad thing. No. I just think that once like here's the thing, and D Nick told me this too. Black people, we are we are trendsetters. That's right. And once we once something happens and it becomes big then guess what? There's going to be a trickle effect of that. Then what has happened has always been is black people are the trendsetters, but white people become the protect. What did I say? Wait, wait, what's the word I'm trying to say? Look, <laughs> I had a break. They become the practitioners of our culture because they're the ones holding the strings. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> We're the trendsetters, but then they come in and 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 dictate to right. to to say like, well, you know. And I was just watching this uh, Hollywood Reporter roundtable that they post on their like YouTube page, and one of them had John Singleton, and John Singleton, you know, just said like, you Scott know, point, huh? Scott point, Scott point, <laughs> and um. John Singleton said, you know, basically, and again, I'm paraphrasing, that you go into these meetings with these execs and the studio heads, and sometimes they'll tell you what you think, what they think a story like this should go, 
not even knowing what the culture is right. and how stories from our culture goes, but they'll dictate because this is how they feel that it should go. Right. You know. Have uh, to tell our stories and how ugly things can be being black in this country, but you got to have a white person with redeeming qualities. Mm-hmm. Or a white savior. Uh, uh, there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Uh, so, Endgame. No, I'm gonna wait, wait. Captain Marvel then Endgame. Okay. Um, did you did, did you see Captain Marvel? Not yet. <laughs> uh, Captain Marvel. Like we had a conversation about Captain Marvel uh, last night, and to me, I think Captain Marvel. Like I only saw it once, and when I saw it, I thought it was good. Like I walked out and I was just like, man, it was cool. Like that's that's kind of how I I can't and it and before anybody told, well, you just sitting there because they had a one. No, it just it's not even that. It like I love I love Brie Larson. I think Brie Larson is a fantastic actress. Um, I just I felt I didn't feel the same with Captain Marvel than I did with any other. Marvel movie, right? I felt that it was good. Like whether the other Marvel movies, like like think about it like this: there's a lot of people who don't know who Captain Marvel is. Me being one of them, and I didn't I didn't know about Guardians of the Galaxy, right? I didn't know about Ant Man, and it had nothing to do with the fact that Ant Man is a guy or the Guardians is is a bunch of dudes and one girl. But what, I walked into those movies not knowing, and I walked out like, wow, that was freaking dope. Yeah. And when I walked out of Captain Marvel, I said, that was cool. Boom. <laughs> and, and and to me, the, if I can walk into three movies with characters that I don't even know, and two of those movies, I'm saying, yo, that was dope. And then the other movie, I'm like, oh, that was cool. Some to me, there's something wrong with that. Why? Why is you know why is Captain Marvel, uh, uh, you know one of one of the only like like I wouldn't say one of the only, but I'm saying like one of the only female superheroes that you are giving a spotlight to. Their first female, standalone. their first female standalone superhero movie, and. I'm just like, oh, it was cool. Like, it was cool. And it had it has nothing, like I said, it has nothing to do with Brie Larson. Like, Brie Larson could be a, a Democrat or Republican and say whatever she wants to say. That doesn't bother me. I want to see a good movie. Right. And if I like it's and I'm not saying I, I'm not saying it's not a good movie. No. But when I walk, I'm like, oh, it's cool. Like, there's something more that's kind of missing. Right. That, that's all I'm saying. And Quiet is Kept, I mean, it's probably the first time a lot of people are hearing about her, and they don't know her politics. You know, they don't probably even know she won an Oscar. But they know that this is part of the MCU. Right. And they want to go in and just give me a good movie. Right, exactly. And, uh, but I still say y'all should check out Captain Marvel. I'm I'm going to read, I'm going to uh, try to watch it again myself and maybe on the set because when I first saw it it was opening day. 
Mm-hmm. And after that, I didn't see it. I didn't go back to see it. Not that um, I didn't want to go see it. It's just when movies come out, there's a lot of stuff coming out. Oh, yeah. And, and a lot of stuff kind of takes your attention. Because you got the other movies coming out and you got stuff on Netflix or other streaming services. And hell, there might be a video game or something somebody interested in playing that weekend. It's just a lot of stuff nowadays that. Pulls you in a million other directions. Yeah, man. It's just, you know, but but I do suggest to, if you haven't seen Captain Marvel, I would say watch Captain Marvel. It's it's not a movie that I would say don't watch. It's a movie <laughs> that I would say definitely watch. But, man, that end game. I, um, it's, now, I, when I saw that uh, Black Widow was, uh, <laughs> can't never remember his name to save my life. Uh, Hawkeye. Hawkeye, 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 <laughs> Hawkeye. Went to, they went to the place where Red Skull had uh, wound up on, well, at rather, and that's where you remember that Thanos took uh, Gamora. Mm-hmm. Like, well, Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, he has his family, and we saw them disappear at the beginning. So he can't die now, and Black Widow. I'm like, wow. I guess it's going to be her. Yeah. Because at first, he was, tr- he was trying to, you know, to like kill itself yeah. because of what happened with his family. So he figured I might as well just go. Mm-hmm. But she was like, no, I'm going to go. And then they had that fight trying to decide, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. No, I'm going to do it. No, I'm going to do it. And eventually she did it. So, man. Ant-Man, he gets out of the uh, quantum realm, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. And he comes back home, and his daughter is older now, you know? Yeah. He's like, yeah, man. wow, um, I missed some birthdays right. time, time, Time goes fast when you're in that, in that quantum <laughs> realm, man. Like, shoot. <laughs> that's, that's, I wouldn't want to go in that quantum realm. I don't know what the hell I'm going to be miss, missing. Going into that quantum realm, man. But uh, what I thought was a good plot point is the nebula. Mm -hmm. And how you had the nebula from 14 in the nebula that was with uh, Don Cheeto's character, War Machine. I I, I saw the uh, movie, people. (laughs) I promise. With War Machine, hey, it's about 100 characters. Give me a break. Right. (laughs) I thought that was a good plot twist where the thing that she knew would feed into the other one, Nebula from 14. Then she was able to tell Thanos, like, wow, that was like, didn't plan for that one, right? Right. (laughs) As smart as they all are, just couldn't plan for that. Yeah. Man, so now that we we witness what what is uh, end game, 
<clears throat> when do you think we're going to get an announcement about uh, phase four, what the phase four movies are going to be? Some people maybe think. Maybe at Comic Con. Yeah. Or maybe April or March or April of next year, somewhere along that, if not at Comic Con this year. Yeah, and a, a lot of people think that it's going to be at Comic Con. And a lot of people, like if you look at YouTube or like w different like websites, there's a lot of people who are already speculating like what movies are going to be in there. Like, of course. We all know that, you know, that there was a, you know, uh, Black Widow has a, a project. Mm -hmm. And when there's already been a, an announcement of a Doctor Strange 2, a Black Panther 2, uh, we're going to get a Shang-Chi. Uh, the first Asian standalone yeah. movie. Mm -hmm. And I'm actually looking forward to it um, now. Other than that, I don't know. Uh, uh, the Eternals, I know we're they're, 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 we're going to get in Eternals. Keanu Reeves is going to be in there. And I think uh, Angelina Jolie as well. So, I, I, you know, I wonder what what the timeline is going to be as far as what's coming out first, what's going to come out. So, hopefully, now, I remember when Marvel, when they planned out their, that, that one phase and they did it at, a, at this theater by themselves, like, that was a strictly Marvel thing, and I, and I, uh, I don't know. It's it's like I really would want them to do that instead of doing it at Comic Con, but I think it would probably make more sense to do it at a Comic Con because it is Comic Con, right? Um, but that's just that's how I feel about and it. Yeah. DC. EU is not coming to Hall H. Right. Marvel's going to have Hall H to themselves, so, so yeah. why not continue the domination, right? Right. This I, is the second year in a row, DC's. Then I'm like, you got stuff but coming dude, up. But, dude, DC, DC is all over the place. Like, look look at the the streaming channel that they that they have. Like, they, <laughs> they, can, they canceled the Swamp Thing after the first episode, and now you see these stories about, like, they're reevaluating their whole channel. And then while reevaluating their whole channel, they're saying that the only show that's possibly going to be coming back is Titans. But I heard that uh, Doom Patrol was a better show than Titans was. Uh, that's, uh, hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know either. Um. Well, since we, well, I rather since talk about DCU, Robert Pattinson is Batman, and I just want to say, hey, eighty-eight when they said Michael Keaton was playing Batman, what? Oh, come on, Mister Mom is playing. <laughs> you know, like everybody complains about the new Batman. Everybody complains. Then, There's not been one Batman that they never complained about. Tumor's blonde. Right. <laughs> then in uh, oh Christian Bale, uh why him? Like Ben Affleck, that did, like it's like everybody complained about wait till you see the finished product. <laughs> wait till you see the film. And, and and see and then when everybody saw Batman eighty nine, 
You know, I have a friend uh, 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 rapper by the name of Drunken Monkey. This dude to this day has told me and has continued to say that Michael Keaton is the best Batman. I got to tell you, man, that scene at the end, it was up at the uh, in the church at is the scene where he comes up, he finally gets to the uh, roof, and he's looking around, and then Joker's talking, and then he turns around real quick, and that shot Tim Burton had, that scowl he had on his face, nobody's ever matched that, and Tyson will tell you too, if he was right here, I'd say, what is your favorite scene in that movie, or what is the, the shot that it, trying not to curse, but... We talking Batman 89, Dokels. The fucking shot in Batman 89, that man. He, he turned around and he and that camera came close to his face and that look he had on his on his <laughs> face. Oh, this is Batman right there, man. Yeah, man. Like I and I I thought as far as the Batman that everybody wanted. Right. Like the Batman that everybody complained that they didn't get, but the one that I felt was the exact one that everybody was talking about the 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 cheat uh, the the cheat uh, structure the right. build the 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 height was Ben Affleck. Yeah, but then that's when this DC had their head up their arse. <laughs> I'm like, you picked the right one. And Henry Cavill is perfect as Superman, and Gal Gadot is Wonder Woman. Lord have mercy. <laughs> but then you fumbled at the goal lines. 